Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Yeah. Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast. We in Outshine. Bitcoins, we got them. Acquire, never sell. But catch us rolling deep like a Dell. Bitcoin, blockchains, cryptocurrencies. Three guys faded talking Bitcoin, no fee. That's the free Bitcoin podcast, insane. And adoption is still the only thing, thing, thing that matters, man. Do you ever think like computers have come so far since we were kids? They're not giant green or cyan blue Mac Pros anymore. Cyan blue. Oh, those iMacs? Yeah, those like iMac that were in like every school. Yeah. And everybody, every dude was always like, I'm going to get the black one. I want to sell the black one. I didn't say that. You know uh, what I do remember is really, really, really wanting those developer black PlayStations. Did you ever know about positions weren't black? No. Oh, they gray, weren't dude. black. That's right. They, they were like sage gray. That's right. They had this like um, become a developer edition where you could learn how to make games. And I really, really, really wanted it, but I never got it. So now I don't make games. That would have just been the different version of the same story, though. You've been making badass games instead of making badass blockchain shit. Sure. So. Yeah. So uh, again, we get we get started. This one we just called out the start. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, episode two hundred five. Uh, Corey D. Cello, you know the drill. That was the first Hold time. On, man. That was the first this time is... we've never done the 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 sign on. Yeah, we got to do that sign on. We can't, we got. What are you guys doing? We're just changing it up. That's how we roll. Yeah. Oh, okay. Welcome to episode 205. I'm your first host, Marcello. And I'm host number two, D. I guess we're going to keep doing this. I'm host number three, Corey. Yeah, we're going to keep doing it. Why wouldn't we keep doing it? I've done every solidarity. episode. We've done 200. Strong you know who keeps doing it? Morgan Freeman. He's been doing it. Oh, I don't. Damn. It's too soon. I don't, <laughs> I don't know the reference. What happened? Oh, Morgan Freeman's been out here. Uh, getting a little touchy feely with the ladies he surrounds himself oh, with. Man. Uh, lifting up some skirts. Oh, yeah. Man. Uh, apparently, there's something that clicks in your head when you become a celebrity that says, "You know what I can do? Touch women if they don't <laughs> want to be touched." I can I never think watch that's... Olympus has fallen the same way again. Yeah. I was trying to watch <laughs> Wanted last night, and I was like, "You can't curve <laughs> that bullet. You could be trying to curve your fingers into women, nasty motherfucker." And then. <laughs> <My> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Welcome to the Bitcoin podcast. Just came out the gate <laughs> swinging. Oh my god! <laughs> so, so um, I guess that's why I saw this Keanu Reeves meme. Um, that was like, no, Neo. I'm telling you, when you when you're ready, you won't have to. And but it has a picture of like of him with his arms around two girls, but they're just barely not touching the girls. Yeah, for like ready <laughs> posing for a picture. 
Keanu Reeves is a cool dude, man. He doesn't him. get enough credit for being cool either. He's he's got through some tragedies. I saw him at a at a at a uh, hotel restaurant at Consensus. Oh, how you maintain composure is beyond me. Like how you didn't look at him and say, "I know jujitsu." No, I really wanted to say like, like be excellent to each other because that's like a reference that appreciates his filmography from Bill and Ted. Yeah. You know they're making Bill and Ted three. It's gonna be fucking terrible. Um, Will it though? The first two were so good. Also, something kind of cool that happened to me this morning is that people are. I I built this. So EtherScan is a service that allows you to look at transactions. It's a block explorer on Ethereum. You can look up transactions, see if they've made it look at the people who made it, you know, you can basically explore the blockchain using Etherscan. They have an API that allows you to put in a web address to do the exact same type of thing. So you can basically build stuff that doesn't work. Like if there's something on, you'd like to do in the block explorer, but they don't provide it on the front end, or you'd like to build a program on the types of information that they're serving, you can use their API to do so. So I built Python bindings to that thing, which means that um, you can build Python programs around their REST API. Mm -hmm. And I built this a long time ago when I was doing those distribution analysis uh, blogs where I'd look at um, like where the money was going with the initial, like the first ICOs that happened on Ethereum. I was trying to figure out like what was the distribution of wealth of the people investing in these ICOs. And I had to build this these Python bindings to do it because all of the analysis software I used was all in Python. And that was basically the end of it. And then I've, I've been getting a lot of recent emails of people who are actually using this thing. And it's kind of cool that like it got found and people are using it. And I built something that people use. Just wanted to gloat a little nice. bit. That's kind of, it's, it's an interesting, like I, I thought it was dead in the, in the weeds and no one would ever see it, but apparently. What are you going to call your tool? Yeah, it's it's, like, it's it's a very name scientific it. name. It's Pi Etherscan API. It's there's what would you name it if it needed to go on a shelf in Home Depot? If it needed to go on a shelf on Home Depot, like a tool, ratchet. There you go. <laughs> I didn't matter though. The petty ratchet. He ratchets uh, a wealth distribution of different blockchains yeah but it's nothing special right that, that's i think that's an important case to make here is that like it's not that hard of a thing to make you're something special to lots of people Corey. oh thank you d like if it it was just a simple project <laughs> that i wanted i needed to make in order to do this distribution analysis and like it took me i don't know less than a week to make this thing and now it's had, it finds use. It helped me understand how Ethereum blockchains work. It helped me get more comfortable with APIs. It helped me understand what kind of information you can pull from the Ethereum blockchain. And if you just publish that type of stuff, other people find use for it too. So like if people are like trying to find ways to contribute, just make something. And even if it doesn't get use in the beginning, it might find use to other people later on because if it helped you mm -hmm. do something, it's probably going to help someone else do something. How do you feel Just, about the the rare Pepe card that sold for six grand yesterday while you're building legitimate stuff? 
it makes me feel like I should have been building things that have money attached to them or like rarity. Like I, I build, like I've always been focused on building, solving problems, building things that help people solve problems and tools that help people reason about solving problems. I think that's, it's, I don't know, it's how my brain works. And mm. sometimes I wonder what I would be like if my brain worked in terms of building things that people needed to use to trade. Mm-hmm. See, whereas my brain is like, ask questions like, I wonder if those same weirdos that buy used panties on eBay would buy digital panties. I mean, what is it? You can't smell digital panties. Yeah, but they're already so fucking weird for buying panties. Oh, you're that right. Then maybe they'd, they'd be weird enough to buy digital panties. Pretty sure Japan's doing that, I'm sure. There's no <laughs> Japan's weird. Pretty sure Japan's got the market on lock for digital <laughs> panties. <laughs> you don't want to go against the titan that is Japan on digital panties. Sorry, <laughs> Japanese people who are listening to us. Yeah, sorry, guys. Do we have? I want to talk about the biggest elephant in the room. And that is how gorgeous was Megan's dress in the royal wedding? Okay, oh my god, guys! Did you see it? I, I was too, it. I was too busy worrying about our schools getting shot up to care about a British wedding. Oh my god! Don't get me started. Cello Another takes one. the high road. Beat that yeah. one. Yeah, beat that one. <laughs> So well, anyways, let, at... let me let me address what Corey said. So he says that he wants to spend time building uh, problems of humanity. But I mean, let's just say, what if rare Pepe's were created to cure boredom? Is that a big problem? Oh no, I'm not saying these things are worthless. Don't get me wrong. Like the the, the ability to attach a provably exchangeable digital asset to something real is important. And these types of things that are being built, these games, these rare pepes, these crypto kitties, these types of things are, are giving us an environment to test how to do that properly so that when we need to attach it to real like real life assets, we don't screw it up. Like, that's the way I, that's the reason I see these things as incredibly useful. And so mm -hmm. like, it's cool. It, 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 like I, I played Diablo three auction house which was basically the real money way of trading things you got in Diablo 3. And since you could do it for real money, it basically just became the game. And I played that game and I made money off that game. It, it helps you reason about, I don't know, markets and where to find opportunity and how to figure, how to leverage what you understand against what you think other people understand. And that's, that's the way all markets move. And it helps you get better at things like that. And when you, make it a game it's fun being able to make real money off playing games is fun yeah, yeah japan's got that market on lock too yeah <laughs> but once that but that's going to come over to america too in a nasty way i already saw last yeah last night i was watching the finals with my my people and uh that's my family that's not a black thing i was watching the finals with my family and then we saw a commercial for um, eSports, an eSports tournament that was going to be airing on the ESPN. And like everyone was like, oh, my God, is that a video game tournament? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's getting real. It's getting real over here in the States. So, Didn't you say that eSports was like the, the, next, or the next big thing? Someone told me that. 
like a year. That was ago. me. So, yeah. Remember, one of my dreams is to have an esports stadium. Like a a black-owned esports stadium, huh? It, it looks like Nick Rodavis is right. That's true. There's a little less. There's a little too much I and not enough E on that Negrodamus that you just let out there. <laughs> hey, how, <laughs> many, how many Sprite commercials were there during the finals? Um, probably I don't know. Let's see. There's three commercial breaks every five minutes. We've got a pretty decent following from Japan. Just saying, people in Japan are listening. Did I cut out? We cut out. God damn it! You believe they I'm put? Back. Sorry. Oh, I've i dropped there for a second. Yeah, I got a note. Good. Welcome back. I got a note. That's we'll fix it. Corey, you see Deadpool too? No, I haven't. You want me to ruin that one for you too? It's Deadpool. Who cares? There's no like drastic storyline for Deadpool. Oh, they're trying to make it big. Who cares? It's, I mean, it's 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 just watching Ryan Riddle say rated R shit in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Did you see Deadpool one? Yeah, loved it. It's great. The chick in there is a lesbian now. I don't remember who that even is. She's hot, man. She's like a little goth. Yeah. Goth. Never mind. Yep. Getting off topic. Um, what topic were we on? <laughs> Comic books, we, comic books. No, we were talking about like tokenized markets and like how they could be a thing and how you participated <laughs> in the Diablo markets. I participated in the Age of Empires markets. Um, digital markets are a reality. So I was in the FF eleven markets. A lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's a problem like that I that I noticed. This is a this is a problem that's wrought with gaming, the gaming industry for a long time. Um, and that is using or cross currency cross game currencies which which lends itself quite nicely to the types of things we're trying to solve in the ethereum space right mm-hmm. um, i don't know if it's some would maybe argue that it's not a problem but uh companies that try and have in-game currencies that are useful on multiple games have always had a hard time making it work so like when you do something like that one of those economies will not work it will become like the farming economy for the other game because the ability to make money in one game becomes easier, which gives you a disadvantage or, or sorry, a massive advantage in the other game based on the amount of work you put into that game, right? So example of this is like I, I basically spend one game farming a shitload of gold and have a massive advantage for the amount of work I put into another game, which allows me to win. Yeah. So that's going to be an issue if we have something like, I mean, look at Ethereum. If we call all of the dApps on top of Ethereum, um, like game currency and all the gap, sorry, and all the dApps are games and Ethereum is the underlying game currency. You're going to have scenarios in like what would be this multiple game marketplace where you can make a ton of Ethereum in one game and give you an advantage in another one if if something is built in, you know, with, with a bad rule set. And because it's real money, you can be damn sure people are going to find that. 
But, that happens in real life already, though. But maybe if it's you get together, it's, 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 I guess it is a picture of real markets. And maybe because they are real markets that you'll find an equilibrium. Like Because if you find something that allows you to make a lot of money and everyone finds out about it, they're going to flock to it, which usually loses that advantage, right? Yeah. The, when you make money in markets, it's because you know something other people don't. And or you have you have an intuition about how things are going that other people don't have. And as you continue to make money doing so, people catch on and start doing the same thing, which loses that advantage. So maybe that's what maybe that's the problem is that real game currencies have never been real, so they could never really simulate what happens in a real market. Yeah, but everything that you just described is like it happens in meat land. Yeah, you know, somebody somebody finds out like, oh, it's extra broken. I can make this thing in real life and sell it for a shit ton of money and they do and then they now have a lot of US dollars. I wish and they, I wish we used that terminology. Like we used gaming terminology. Like um this, this company's Coca-Cola's OP. OP right now. Yeah. <laughs> so OP. Yeah. <laughs> They're for those that don't know that means overpowered. Yeah, yeah. So for you guys that don't know our Japanese listeners definitely know. Did y'all hear but me you guys cut out? I got yeah. 7,000 <laughs> 7, listens from, from Japan. Yeah. And our farm. A lot better than yeah. Russia. Kazakhstan, 28. Should... Pick up your game. I should remake our uh, cover art and put anime eyes on us for a Japanese market. Okay. That wouldn't be racist at all. Like, like Japanese anime doesn't all have chat, I mean, anime <laughs> eyes. Not the black dudes in those shows. The black dudes in those shows always have regular circular eyes. That, I was like, damn. You should be upset about that. I am. You can't hear my tone? Oh. I want anime <laughs> eyes too. I see. Your eyes just did that like light up sparkle thing. Because <laughs> I am sweat. upset. One I want anime sweat. eyes. I used to watch the anime and the hentai. I contributed to the culture. You contributed to the hentai culture. I don't know if you say that out loud on a podcast. No, 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 no. I embrace the culture. All future girlfriends of D, please refer to episode 205, <laughs> timestamp, 22 minutes. <laughs> there are some things you need to know, you need to bring up. Uh, there ain't nothing wrong with hentai. Hentai is uh, innocent. I'm not, I'm not even going to, we're not even going to go into that. We're just gonna leave that right there and move on. Let's put that on the table. Let's put it on the table for later. And let's move on. I'm gonna shelf that so, which doesn't exist. Let's get into the interview. It's been a long pre-show. Um has it? It's been 18 minutes. Okay, we can keep going then. We're fine. There's shit I wanted want. to talk about. It's probably rappers though. They probably want some rappers. Yeah. Yeah, so we got rappers on the show for you guys. Real ones. Finally, we know you've wanted to listen to rappers' points of view about crypto and music. And so we found the perfect group of rappers, a duo. That, that are actually in, in the space. They're not, this well, is not... I would say as far as rappers that know about the space, this is kind of as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Corey, would you agree with I that? Was, I was, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be real. I was not expecting high-level conversation during this interview or solid understanding of the technology and where it goes and how it works. And I was pleasantly surprised. 
Yeah. They knew their shit. This is not Boosie and, Juice. Yep. It's not Lil Boosie. It's not Lil B. You know, it was two guys that have definitely been trading and <clears throat> reading and know the industry and had that intuition that Corey mm-hmm. was talking about earlier. Uh, and yeah. they can wrap their asses off. Yeah, their uh, their new album is Special Edition Grandmaster Deluxe, and their new mm-hmm. single is Ripple, named after Ripple. Well, it's named after Ripple, but it's about the ripple of a... You guys are going to find out in the interview. Oh, I yeah, You'll find out in the interview. Um, well, he... Did we say who it is? We do that in the beginning. The cool kids. The cool kids. Yeah, I, it's I, the cool kids. <laughs> um, here it is. All right, we got... We got the cool kids on the mic for this episode. Sir Michael Rocks, Mr. Chuck English. I'm very proud to say that uh, me personally, I've been following y'all's journey for years and years. In fact, I was telling Chuck before the interview that the bake sale is going to be 10 years next month. And um, it's cool because y'all just dropped that new single, Ripple. You got special edition Grandmaster Deluxe. Everyone go cop that. Uh, Drop a single tonight, too. At midnight, correct? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, all this is going to be in the show notes. We want to tell people about the music, uh, but right back at the beginning, how about you guys tell a little bit about yourselves and, and kind of how you came into this whole crypto thing? Because I know you guys have been in it since at least 2015, because we talked about you guys uh, on episode 13. This is going to be like episode 205. Damn. So I, I know you guys have been in it for a minute and just wanted to let you guys kind of tell your story. Okay, okay, I'll start with that then. Um, man, I first got introduced to crypto the same way I feel like a lot of other people did. Um, it was probably like 2000, maybe 10, 11. And um, I, had a, I had a homeboy. I had a homeboy that was, um, what am I still in there? Oh, yeah, I had a homeboy that was uh, using the dark web and doing all that stuff, man. And then he was like, yo, man, I got a, uh, I got to get some more Bitcoin to um, I got to get some more Bitcoin to uh, buy some shit and yada, yada, yada. And back then, of course, they were like super cheap. And, you know, I just kind of passed it off as like, oh, it's just like, you know, some tokens you use to buy stuff from Alphabet and Dark Web, all that, all that shit, man. So, you know, I kind of just was familiar with it from way back then. And as I saw it grow into more of an actual like usable currency and something that can be used to, you know, pass money along between, you know, private parties, then it became something a little more interesting to me because I was like, yeah, I don't really have an interest in like Alphabet and all that. So I didn't really need it, but I wish I would have bought some back then like everybody else. But uh, obviously, you know, the FOMO is real. <laughs> I like, I like that. Um, I think it's a similar story. I had a couple friends that stayed up in the green triangle uh, in California <laughs> and they uh, conducted business in a, you know, in an alternative way. And uh, I got to see Silk Road, like maybe early 2012. And uh, I mean, Silk Road is definitely some shit that you probably, you know what I mean? Shouldn't go if you're under 18, but there's some cool shit on there too. It's not just like, right, legal shit. 
But um, when I saw that, that that the interchanges were happening only through Bitcoin, that was like the first time I ever heard the word. And I just started reading stuff. I was just reading, reading, reading. And then uh, about two years ago, I started to see like, oh, shit. Silk Road's about to go down. What's going to happen with Bitcoin? And it just literally like morphed into something that I didn't see it coming, but it makes hella sense. You know what I'm saying? Like it just makes you're everything you're doing today, unless you have cash on you, is an electronic transfer. So we're already trading in cryptocurrency right now, period. Like the dollars are cryptocurrency. I don't see dollars. People don't even want cash. There's restaurants that don't take cash. Like it's a salad spot out here right now that says we do not take cash. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. Ninety percent of the cash in the world is electro is uh is electronic. Yeah. So, like, we we're, we're we're in a cryptocurrency era. Like regardless of the coins that are mined, shit, the dollar's mined. That shit is about as fragile as everything else. Gas was like four sixty nine. Uh, like I saw something that was said gas was four sixty nine the other day. And I'm just like, who makes this shit up? Like, I was just four sixty nine today. Um, I think should we go into geopolitical? Geopolitical? Uh, no, <laughs> no. He said no. My my no. my question is is like you you've been you've known about it for so long. Why did y'all just now start dropping tracks about it? Like what what changed? What made y'all start wanting to rap about it? Oh, like if I would have dropped a track about it last year, it would have been like clout chasing kind of. I think that me and him both. I feel like I sat in his house and him tell me that this correction's happening. Man, don't believe that shit. Don't believe this shit. The correction is happening, and he took his shit out right before everybody starts buying in, and then right before it gets to twenty k, the shit, you know, drops back down to ten. So now it's like the the hype train's over it, and we not hype train cryptocurrency like people. We were knowledgeable about the shit, so we did a song called Ripple because it's increasing, and they are taking Bitcoin in the strip club. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And without that, without that rise that it had last summer into last fall, you know, to go from last year being three thousand to this year being almost nine thousand, still, like I don't see what's wrong. <laughs> you sound like you have uh, personal experience with them taking Bitcoin in the strip club. Can you elaborate on that situation? Like, what's that about? <laughs> Definitely ready to QR code on some hoes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Scannables. <laughs> We've uh, we had the Legends Room on our podcast. Uh, Stefan Bonner uh, from the you know the old UFC guy. He actually owns a stake in it, and he was telling us that they get a lot of customers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bring them hardware wallets with hey, you. Hey, you can send cash apps in a strip club. Like you, she'll just put her cash app in your phone. You can just cash her out, like. We're in the future, bro. This is yeah. yeah, but you can't like make it rain with digital dollars. It's not nearly as like. Man, you can go get some fucking paper. Bring like wallets. Yeah, right, bring a right shitload of paper wallets. And then all right. honestly, people go to the strip club with the wrong with the wrong, you know what I mean? Program like you don't have to throw fives. Like why would you throw a five? 
Like it's literally just take out 200 ones and you'll feel like a rich man. Facts. You are, that, uh, those are facts. Indeed. That's, that's, that's just pure wisdom that you guys are hearing right now. So what, what I, I learned a trick many moons ago is you take out 200, um, but then you, you, you take out like two fifty dollar bills and you put that on the top and the bottom of your stack. So then they think you're a baller, but really it's just two fifty dollar bills. You take those off of the stack and put it in your pocket, and you've really just got ones. That's like Smokey from Friday shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you tricky, tricky man, tricky Simmons with that man. That's <laughs> I just like your first guy's story is like, I need more Bitcoin to buy some things. And that's that's pretty much where the conversation stops. Yeah. Um, so, I guess tell us about the song Ripple. Is it is it like a promotion of Ripple, the currency, or is it just is there? I, I, I got a I got a line I got a line at the end of my verse where I use some Ripple to buy to buy something at the end of my verse, and I think overall the sentiment of the song is like. I thought about like the ripple from like a butt cheek shaking or you know what I'm saying? The ripple in the water, you know. It was I mean? definitely like, a play on words. Definitely a play on words, more or less than uh, you know, XRP. You know what I'm saying? So I think it was just more or less a play on that, play on that phrase. Ripple. Yeah, you said you said you were over rates and then you said you bought a wraith with ripple. So I don't know <laughs> if you like them or you don't like them. I hate them. I hate them. Okay. <laughs> I hate them. That's why I use that's why I use Ripple to buy it, man. Like <laughs> ain't no cash, man. Hate a rape. So nah. We'll buy it I'll buy it with Ripple though. If I had enough, if I had some Ripple for free, then I would buy a rape with it. Well, you just gotta get on however whoever talks Snoop Dogg into rapping for that crowd of awkward people. Dog. Yeah, that, that was yesterday, wasn't it? That was Oops, the most what? awkward. What okay, so I was just that consensus in New York. It was a it was just oh, a big ass conference, and Ripple paid for a, like a private event with Snoop Dogg. And I mean, we're talking about nine thousand like executives. Like, there's not a lot of like it was like five thousand or like two thousand five hundred dollars to get into the conference. And the dudes that were going to this conference are not listening to Snoop Dogg. I, I guarantee it. Because I'm walking around looking at these dudes. And, uh, it, yo, yeah, I don't see – yo, coder there, – there's two There's two types of coders. Because I, I went to art school with, you know, animators and, you know, like web creation guys. It's two types of coders. Ones that listen to music and ones that don't do shit but code. You know what I'm saying? These are coders. Like, I'm not talking about coders. I'm talking about suits. Oh, like well, then – there's suits in crypto. Like, who's mining shit? Like, what's, there's what's good? there's a lot of suits in crypto. <laughs> oh yeah, because they're they're looking for the money, right? They're they're trying to find the yeah, next deal. Uh, how they can you know turn their 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 fund into into you know crypto and make millions of dollars. All right, so the guys, some guy, buy some, notes. some guy was somewhere, and he 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 really just wanted to see Snoop Dogg. And he figured probably everybody was smoking pot because you know crypto's weed friendly. He's like, oh, you know, everybody knows Snoop Dogg. And the crowd was not moving. The crowd shot, was not did not do anything. <laughs> yeah. Damn. It's like, what did they want to see? Like, what? What, what did y'all look for? <laughs> I don't know. Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> like, like, who could have been the artist? <laughs> yeah. Like, who could have been the consensus performer? Uh, the consensus headliner. The Eagles? I don't know. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> 
or just like mining sounds, maybe just looped over and over, or just I don't know, man. Like, what? Who would have been computer, the computer fans? Everybody happy. I don't well, know. Let me say this: we, uh, or me and Dimitri, we interviewed Little Boozy two months ago about cryptocurrency, and it was the saddest oh, thing. Shit. He like man, he, he wanted to, he that. wanted to he he got out of prison and he wanted to capitalize on this new economy, except yeah. he didn't know how it worked. So he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna come out with blockchain barbecue sauce." I'm gonna come out with Bitcoin potato chips. That's the same look I gave him. What? That's the same look I gave him. And blockchain barbecue sauce. Where the fuck is that at? I need me a bottle. <laughs> barbecue sauce. Blockchain barbecue sauce is hard. We didn't. Uh, Boosie we didn't get call that on it. Entrepreneurial. Is that a real thing? Did he do that? I think so. I don't think it's live yet. He's but, trying. Am I lying, guys? That was a real conversation. No, listen to it. Go listen <laughs> yeah. to it. Yeah. Hey, let me let me ask. So he didn't know what it was. He just no. thought he just thought that the shit was hot. He yeah. Like, <laughs> Pretty much. Man. The, the, Sounds good. The B and Boosie is going to turn into a, a Bitcoin symbol. Watch, watch for it. Boosie Ooh, coin. Bitcoin Boosie, man. Damn, I'm waiting to see that, man. I'm excited for that, man. Uh, we uh, we talked a little B too. He, he had no idea. Losing Bitcoin though. Yeah. Man, let me. Can I ask y'all one question, man? Like, how how many different just shitty coins do you see come out every five minutes? And like, are they making money? Is my question. Or is it just mm. these big like pyramid kind of schemes going on, man? Because I see a lot of just scammy little coins all the time and then they start up and then they do their you know ipos and all that and uh icos and then it's just like run off with the plug after that and they disappear i, I think the so. time for that is over right because people yeah. finally wisened up to get scammed and there's a lot and there's also like caulking regulation so the people who can do it aren't getting away with it and so there's no longer people trying to do it so i think from here on out for the most part Things that do ICOs and come out with coins will have some type of legitimacy to them for the most part. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. People are going to continue to get scammed. But that major – what you're talking about, that major flow of incoming people where most of that shit was garbage will yeah. probably be okay. I mean, Now, I also say that all the stuff they're trying are trying to be legitimate, but they're probably also going to fail because most businesses fail. And they're just businesses trying to make money, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I there's new that. businesses every day, just like there's new tokens every day. Uh, just like you said, Corey, 97% of those, they're not going to work. Um, to answer your question, though, it's, shit, I don't know, at least five a week. <laughs> at least five a week. But at least but they're at least not five. just super scams anymore. That's good, dude. No, there's, there's people legitimately trying yeah. uh, now. It's not like. You don't go onto their website and it's just like fake LinkedIn, oh, fake yeah. LinkedIn profile pictures, and one of them is like a purple stick figure, and you're like, "What? That's no way that person's a CTO." <laughs> That's a purple <laughs> stick figure. So it's getting it's getting better. Like the the market, I guess you could say, is healing from that stupid shit that went down <laughs> last year. Yeah. So, man, dude, like I remember the. I remember that that crazy Ethereum, um, the crazy Ethereum scam of uh, I think it was probably like last summer or something when they said uh, Vitalik was dead or some shit, and then uh, 
I think a whole bunch of money got pulled out of Ethereum all crazy for a second. And then uh, there was some huge whale guy that was holding the bunch and he sold it at the top and bought at the bottom when everybody tried to bail out because they thought uh, Vitalik was dead and shit for like 10 minutes. And there was some like big scandal shit, man. And that's where I was like, oh, this shit could get real, real fast. Like, yeah. you got to kind of be on your toes, man. Or, you know, any any random press event can change what is going on with your money, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that's one thing that is that makes this market a lot different than others is that it is so so sensitive to news articles. Man, I mean articles. I mean some mar- some other markets are, but this market is especially is. Bill Gates took a shit today. There goes ten percent. Yep, there goes ten percent off the top. So or somebody partnered with McDonald's, quote unquote, or something like that, and then like everybody starts pumping it. All these crazy things. It's funny how like volatile this shit can be, but I mean that's the I guess that's the fun of it. I guess that's why you know you get into play. I mean, yeah, I mean you, go ahead, chill. Like that. If you invest a coin that's not doing so well, I mean you guys can just release a song and pump it. It's <laughs> <That's right>. smart. <laughs> pump it up real quick and get out the game. <laughs> we know better than the scammers that did us like that. <laughs> I mean, is it? do you think it's because the market is small compared to most shit or because the technology is more inclusive and so anybody can buy any type of coin without being like an accredited investor and so they're not savvy enough to know when shit's a scam right. and they respond to it so quickly right 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 yeah i definitely think that it's more along the lines of like people are I, I think that everybody wants to be first here i think the goal is to like be the one to sell at the best point first and any little news article any little you know rumor or speculation can be you know, some kind of information that you can use to get the fuck out and get your money, you know, before something cataclysmic happens. Or if you think somebody's about to partner with, you know, Walmart or something crazy, then you hurry up and buy in before the price shoots up. It's just about just running to first place to me. That's what it kind of looks like basically with the the information, uh, information hustle that everybody goes through and just constantly just scouring for new little tips of what's about to happen or who's about to release their coin with a corporation or something, man. Everybody's just kind of trying to run to be first, I guess. And, or just trying yeah. to run before danger happens, man. Cause you don't really, you don't really know, man. And it's like, I've seen so many things happen where I thought I knew the result, but it just does the complete opposite. So it's like, it's a freaky thing, man. Like the information that's given out is, is, is freaky. I don't know who like, who like decides to play it the way they do, but it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, well, the, the whale movement is pretty unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's like uh these uh it's like these big whale groups and stuff too that just kinda fluctuate things when they want to. It's it's pretty crazy, man. What well, what side of the fence are, are you guys on? Do you are you just kinda using this as kind of an investment vehicle or do you care about the possibilities of decentralizing the industry as a whole? Because like, you know, me personally, I went to feed bands. I plopped down 40 bucks. I waited six months. I got a vinyl. Not everybody's like me. They're going to go to Spotify, play one of your songs, and you're only going to get like 0.001 cent per play, which is garbage. 
And I know there's a lot of artists that are trying to decentralize the music industry using blockchain technology. Are you guys advocates for that? Or do you feel like, man, we're years and years and years out from that? It's an uphill battle. It's def- Things can actually change in three months. You know what I mean? Like, if we think back to 2014, there's no Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Like, there's literally Spotify. Not spot. There's Spotify and SoundCloud. And not everybody's on Spotify. Spotify is like on your computer. You know, fast forward four years. And I don't know about you guys, but 2014 seems like yesterday. And time is like moving a little bit faster. So with the the amount of money changing hands and just the amount of information, like people are going to come up on the information soon that these record labels and these streaming services have a real ill relationship. And there's a lot of money in between them paying them and then them paying you. You know what I'm saying? So it is going to get tricky because 0.07 cent per stream seems a little unfair given that you're taking $12.99 a month from like 30 to 40 million people every month. You know what I'm saying? Plus, Plus what the the labels are doing as far as these algorithms. And I know we could talk about this because this is a Bitcoin podcast, but motherfuckers is cheating. You know what I'm saying? Like the streams are being paid out by computer. So all you have to do is cheat the computer. And there's that, uh, what's it called? It's like a <coughs> digital forensics now where they just expose title for faking like 600 million streams. 600 million streams pays out a lot of motherfucking money, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of inflation. This is a big-ass bubble, and I feel like, you know, like, The Big Short's one of my favorite movies. Like, period. And like, we talk about that all the time. Yeah, yeah it, we do. It's, it's, there's a shortcoming. And I always like to be on the safe side of, of stuff, so... Knowing and not really betting the house on streaming is the safest thing you could do. Like, I, I always design my records to be physical products because literally that's what music's going. They got HD record players being made. I already know of vinyl presses that do 48-hour vinyl presses. You know what I'm saying? It might not sound the same as the two-month process, but... You know, when if if Trump fucks around and does some shit and they like end up shortening our speed on the internet or you logging on to (laughs) music and you can't get to all your songs one day and you don't got a vinyl collection, you're fucked, dog. Fucked. (laughs) It's like I buy vinyl once a week. Like I'm not gonna be here as long as I got a generator, I'll be straight. And I got DVDs too. Analog analog has to marry the digital perfectly. We've tried it, but it was like analog's going this way and digital is going this way. And the only way like things are gonna really, really fuse together is if people figure out the way to like infuse streaming into like vinyl players or do shit like how title is. I know they got caught up faking streams, but it's literally one of the best music platforms, streaming platforms, period. Like nothing sounds better than what it sounds like on title. So we're in fucking the wild, wild west right now. 
literally for everything, whether it be like movie streams, music streams, everything being so cloud-based, like even the coins, everything being so like easily manipulated. At first, everybody was scared of this digital revolution. Now, like the big whales and shit, they're paying their way and they're fucking things up. Like, let's just cheat this shit. And then the people are going to rebel and listening to what they want to listen to. And then you won't have any idea how to engage your audience because <clears throat> you spent years and years being like, no, nah, fuck that. Bots. Well, I mean, let's get bots. What's, what's cool let's about get digital, let's get digital influencers. Let's get like not even real people. Let's create Instagram accounts for them. And let's just say, screw it. That's what's happening right now. We're literally in Blade Runner, man. That's what's, but what's cool about <laughs> blockchain, though, is that it allows you to connect directly to the people who are listening to you and who care, right? Like what, all the problems you just mentioned with streaming comes from centralized streaming services who who have all those middlemen in between. There's a reason you only get a fraction of a cent per play is because all those dudes are taking a piece of it. And right. with blockchain, you get you get to – like someone could just give you money. Like I remember when Rack dropped a tr- song on Ujo. I bought it and he got – the lion's share of whatever I purchased for that album. And I get, I get to see where that money was going and who he paid, who he decided to pay out to not who someone else decided who he should, who, who gets money. And I think that's what's different about all of this or where it can go is that the people who want to buy your album are giving money to you and not 15 other people. And then you. Exactly. That's why I'm saying it hasn't really, the correction in streaming hasn't happened. Yeah. Same way, like, people didn't believe the correction in the Bitcoin price was going to happen. Like, the correction in streaming is going to happen. It's going to go back to the major corporations. There's going to just be there's gonna be a lawsuit or something's going to happen. There's a lot of real ill, weird shit that's been happening 20 years, 30 years prior to right now as far as, like, royalties go. And these big corporations are losing these lawsuits, like, Rainwater, man. That shit is happening. We just not reading about it. But it's going to go bad because the anonymity is over with. You can't just say a number happened anymore. You can't do that shit. Like, you can't just be like, this is the number and we're going to round this one up and we're going to round this one up and this is what we made and this is what we're paying you out. Like, no, because every dollar is going to be accounted for. Hmm. Well, I think, I hope like platforms like Ujo Music and Music Coin, and I think another one just popped up, right? Cello, and right? There's Music uh, Coin, Ujo Music. I feel there's like a couple there's one more. Cello, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard some good things about that too. Yeah, yeah and there's uh, we have a music podcast on our network, DJ NES. He kind of goes every two weeks and covers all that. He's a music producer, um, so he he gets in the weeds with that kind of stuff. But there's a lot of options. Yeah. Well. I guess we should wrap it up, right, with the the trademark question. Cello uh, core, you guys have anything? I got a quick one. True or false? Did you really buy fifty five thousand dollars in Litecoin and wait 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 a year? <laughs> you know what? You don't have to answer that. But I bought some. I bought some, I bought some Litecoin at a great time, man. Okay. <laughs> great time, man. That's, I leave that said. Sad, man. That said. All right. I got I got something else. I I, I, I had faith, faith in them. I had faith in them for a minute, man. I knew I knew that. Cause just looking at Charlie Lee's tweets, he was just kind of like, I feel like he was telling us the whole time, man. He was like, yeah, man, 
the shit's never gonna go anywhere, man. It's gonna stay the same, stay the same forever. And I was like, nah, man, this dude trolling, man. Like he knows something about the aftermath. So, he sold everything though. Mm. He sold all of his Litecoin. Yeah, that's sure. scary. He got out because wasn't it like a, a conflict of interest or something for him to be holding Litecoin? No, he got out at a high. Go look. Go look at when he yeah. got out. He was at a high when he got out. Yeah, yeah. for sure, <laughs> for sure, for sure, man. But I, I knew, I knew how much of a troll he was. So I'm like, yo, don't believe anything this dude says. Like, if he says something, believe the opposite. So I rolled with the opposite, and you know, Litecoin was very, very kind to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of trolls in crypto man like you got to just understand internet culture you know especially when you're sourcing information from all these uh you know quote-unquote professionals you know in crypto and shit man you just gotta kind of remember who we're dealing with it's a lot of just trolling ass (laughs) internet yeah cyber warriors here so (laughs) take things things at face value man you can't really believe too much you got to kind of use your own discernment at most points in this that's Uh, strong advice all right i got a lot of professionals with quotations i've been trying we've we've been trying to get a rapper on the show since we started that was like what we wanted to do. And we tried a few times, Lil it didn't quite Lil work B out. Count. Lil B is not a rapper, in my opinion. He doesn't even <laughs> count whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, a public a national national hero. <laughs> Thanks God, right? <laughs> but so because we want somebody to come on the show and like and rhyme for a little bit and make something up on the spot. It's just because it no one's done that ever. Right. Can we can I convince one of y'all that, that's putting y'all on the spot, I know, but come on. Okay, okay. <laughs> throw, out, throw out some subjects, throw out some subjects or, or oh. some topics or something. Blockchain, Bitcoin, the price, you name it. Anything about this if space. You want to beat? beat? Exchanges. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if it'll sync up on time because of our latency, but we could try it. Nah, your lips look like you on point. Okay, all right, yeah, try a beat, try a beat. Let me get some. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. Hey, we gonna get, we gonna keep this for y'all real quick. <laughs> we go, we gonna try it. We gonna try it out. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty fired though. So we'll, we'll come up with some, man. If you, if you don't think this is the best crypto podcast, then you're wrong. So you gotta be wrong. Let's see if I can go. Yeah. Everything sound on time to y'all? Yep. Sounds so good. far, so good. Yeah. 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 Check it. <laughs> yo. 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 Bought a rolly with some crypto. I'm only calling with some crypto. Up and down like a strip hole. It went up and down just like the price to fluctuations. All these motherfuckers is hating. They mad because I bought it at the low. You sold it to ceiling and now you just feeling like a hoe. I ride two for the zeros. No Enzo, you know I'm not the hero. Whoa. Watch out for the scammers with this shit coin. Made a bunch of money off the Bitcoin. About to get your head split and get more. <laughs> Gotta make the choice who you getting, boy. Oh my God, check all the podcasts. Bitcoin podcast. You know we had to go on blast. Last lane of the day is a fresh flow. 
You still outside rocking some Echo, Willie Esco, pulling up in the jet slow. I just bought some on Meese Go for three doughs. Oh, those corn in the cell. <laughs> oh, it's raining down on the cell. Yeah, Bitcoin podcast. You got the cool kids in it and we make large cash. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Hey, that's exactly yeah. what you wanted. That is exactly what <laughs> I you. wanted let's since go, we started. Go, we, we're we're done with the podcast. Goodbye, guys. It's been a good yeah, one. That's, that's, <laughs> a that's it. We're just dropping it. Let's that's drop it. it. Man, yeah. peace, 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 y'all. Appreciate y'all having us, man. Don't keep Thanks, it up. Man. Hey, if, if you guys could do us one more honor, could you throw to your new song, Ripple, and we'll play you guys out for the people? Oh, yeah. Hey, give me the intro. This is uh, We the Cool Kids. I'm Chuck English. <laughs> So Michael Rocks. And uh, you know, listen to our new single called Ripple. They taking Bitcoin in the strip club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco foreign hey, Mr. Mariani, baby king, come in. When I get up on my cell, your back looking like a tourist ACL. What happened? What happened to the double Gucci bag? And you switching up on niggas? I don't like it. I'm a tax. I'ma give him here. Who he think he really is? Lame man, nigga. What you modeling for sales? I seen your pictures in the catalog. Put hands on you like analog. But I put my money in the I buy some ripple, then I buy the ring. Oh, yeah. She got ass like giraffes. And the way she arch her back, I keep losing all my balance. I can't stand up no more. Drop it down to the flow. Working and she twerking like she tweaking on the low. Ay. They taking Bitcoin in the strip club. Blue strips for the dips. Making noise with the light cores. Spinning ripple on the whips. Taking Bitcoin in the strip club. Blue strips for the dips.
And we hoped you liked that freestyle. And we hoped you liked their new single, Ripple. And now that you know that it's about the ripple of a stripper's booty cheeks, you cannot hate on them so much because it's not really about Ripple at all. I mean, I'm pretty. I don't what? mean to cut you off right now, but I, I kind of did. This space is getting really strange. Like, <laughs> yeah. Know what I mean? Like, Silicon Valley is the whole last season was about doing an ICO. We got shows like uh, Explained, a new series on Netflix, going to dedicate a full episode to what are cryptocurrencies. Oh, you know that for a fact? It's in the it's in the description of the show on Netflix. The rise of really? cryptocurrencies. What do you mean by strange? It's like, becoming is, more mainstream. It's real, right? Like it's we've been it's mainstream. Like it's people understand this thing and they're curious about it. It's not like us trying to convince people that this is a thing and they should look into it. It's like they know about it and it's about doing it smartly or like the legitimacy of all this stuff mm-hmm. isn't like there's so many anti cryptocurrency posts from people who are trying to say that it's, this is a fad. It's not going to happen that they've kind of legitimized it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And don't I get wish we would have been a part of that explained show. I'm waiting for someone to ask us to be a part of something like that. Uh-huh. I don't think we're loud enough and, vo- and visual and, and out there enough. Yeah, well, Corey, be... Corey, you actually missed the interview we did with Gun Surreer, but he, he was just like, yeah, I got an email from Stephen Colbert, and I just I just went down there and gave an interview, and next thing you know, I'm on Comedy Central. Yeah, I was. On, it, I was. I remember when he when he twi- tweeted about that. I basically asked him about it. It's uh, yeah, yeah. it's real. I mean, yeah. So I mean, like. There, it's not going to stop either. This has become more and more and more. But I just remember when we started how much this was like in the future, guys. People are going to know about this. I promise. And yeah. like the thought of there being, we were excited that there was even any type of like documentary made by the mm-hmm. enthusiasts that were in the space. And we didn't even care how bad the documentary was. We were like, push it. And nobody saw it, really. We have mm-hmm. Netflix specials about it, and it's, I don't know, it's just, it's its its strange that we're there now, when we can re- definitely remember just a few years ago, how far off that seemed. But even that back then, the space moved so quick that when Morgan Spurlock did his documentary, by the time it aired on TV, it was already out of date. Yeah. Yep. I don't, I'm, I don't that's not going to stop. That's that's gonna get worse, uh, but it is at the point now where the space is too big to quickly encapsulate all of the potential and and current projects that are going on right now. Mm, there's a few metrics that lock it down. No, I don't hash, think rate. So. hash rate, of hash rate, hash rate locks down proof of work algorithms. Of We've what? witnessed that three times in the last two weeks. Of which every which one. The Bitcoin hash rate. Okay. That is just a small part of the entire community. Bitcoin is not Core, all that blockchain. The Bitcoin hash rate is not a small part of the cryptocurrency. It's fucking phenomenally large. It's something that needs to be talked about. I'd like say scientists the, need to the, be studying it. You know, however many billions of dollars that enter the ICO market have nothing to do with that. They had to go through that. You're right. Bitcoin, they had to 
at this point, they probably had to buy Bitcoin, but that's even becoming less less relevant now. Don't get me wrong. Barely Bitcoin less is relevant. huge, and it will probably remain huge for a long period of time. But the, uh, I think it was a coin market cap, the Bitcoin dominance index is not nearly what it used to be. And it's moved down. Yeah, it's about half of what it used to be. No, sorry. It's less than that. It's like it's... 45% or something. I'll look it up right now. Yeah, that's half of what it used to be. I think it's less than that, actually. It's like 36%. Um, I'm typing. It used to be in the 90s easily every day. BCC dominance, 38.2% as of right now. Yeah, so I went from 90, let's just say 90% to 38.2. So that'd be what, 30? In like what, a year? In a year. But that other percentage didn't come from USD. That came from Bitcoin. The percent that left it to go into alts. Yeah, but you can but buy you things without be... buying Bitcoin now. That's really easy to do. It's easier. What Bitcoin has become is more of a reserve currency so that when people aren't, cur- are, aren't safe in a given altcoin, if you still want to call them altcoins, they usually hold in Bitcoin until they decide where they'd like to put or invest in something else. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. All of this stuff is still speculative investment. But the Bitcoin hash rate is telling. It's something that I pay attention. It's like, it went from like 5x hashes to 35x hashes in a year. I don't think you yeah. should be basing the entire space off the Bitcoin hash rate anymore. It's it's decoupled or it's starting to decouple from the sentiment of the entire space. You guys have Bitcoin in your block in your uh, portfolio? Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Check it. Um Hashtag not investment advice. Hashtag do your do your own diligence. <laughs> hashtag, um, hashtag we're bad at investing. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Um, what was I going to say? But why not, though? Because there's not a lot of other algorithms that are exactly making a lot of headway. And then the other proof-of-work algorithms are getting 51% attacked left and right. What are you talking because about? Because their hash rates are shit. Who? Who? Give me an example. Bitcoin Gold got 51% attacked. Verge oh, got Bitcoin 51% attacked twice. Who cares about Bitcoin Gold? I'm just saying, like, the hash rate is an important metric. You can't just ignore it. Yeah, but it's not the metric of the entire space. Bitcoin is I didn't say a it's the metric. I say it's of an space. important metric. Yeah, but it doesn't represent the entire space. I'm trying it to represents tell you that. The help of, it's, it represents the sustainability of the space. No, it does not. I think it does because proof of stake ain't doing shit. Well, it ain't going to be doing shit for, like, another year or two. Yeah, but like the proof of work algorithm of Ethereum is drastically different than Bitcoin. What about the okay, hash rate of Ethereum? Well, what's that hash rate? Then that's you. important sustainability metric. All right, look at it. Where is it? Where do I find the Ether hash rate? See what I'm saying? Like the Bitcoin hash rate is indicative of what Bitcoin is doing. And for a while there, when Bitcoin Cash split off, there was a lot of the miners, because it is the exact same hashing algorithm, at least it was when it split off, that people were gaming the living hell. All the Bitcoin miners were gaming the little hell, living hell out of those two chains by the way the difficulty changes based on a certain time frame. They would keep switching back and forth. A, a large percentage of the miners would switch back and forth based on which was more profitable to mine. By, because all they want to do is optimize the amount of money they make from the mining equipment that they currently own. 278,000 
giga hashes so per second. Interesting to note in this is, is that two X hash that the hashes of Ethereum are not equivalent to the hashes of Bitcoin. Well, so you how? can't compare them because it's a different hash, and different types of equipment do that hash corresponding to a different amount of energy required to do that amount of hashing. So I mean, but, yes, that's getting into the to the nitty gritty, but that's the reason why we like have hash rate as something that we look at. Like I know that horsepower on a fucking Toyota is going to be different than no a like horsepower is a horsepower is a horsepower. It's a metric about, that like, works what across makes all things. Juice. Like I could say I got a liter of juice or I got a liter of, like orange orange juice. It's going to be different composition than a liter of cranberry juice. Okay, you, but you, it's you still can represent a, a hash as outside work being done. To yeah, and that's is that is that not what either yeah, the does? amount of work is different. And so you cannot compare a Bitcoin hash to an Ethereum hash to any other type of hash like Litecoin. So then what would be the translation then? As far as one either hash is equal to very, point it's how a very many difficult thing to, to mention. And I say the best way to do it is basically raw energy. How much how many kilowatts are you burning? And that's a really difficult metric to find because the technology changes so much, especially for ASICs. That'd be a fun experiment community. How about when you guys come up with a conversion table for these for these hash rates? Like one Bitcoin hash is equal to how many Ether hashes? It's hard because the technology. Well, maybe not so much anymore, but for a while because the 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 hashing technology was changing so fast because of ASICs, and it's still kind of doing so compared to the rest of electronics. The amount of energy it takes to do that changes drastically. That's why. Basically, new mining equipment has so much more to offer is because they can get so much more hashes from the same amount of energy because they get new, more efficient hardware. Nevertheless, I love that word. Why did you yeah. <laughs> You just try to find a reason to say that word? I haven't had a reason in a long time, and it just it, the word just feels so good to me. Um Hash rate is definitely a sustainability metric, regardless of the token that it's on. And the reason why I think Bitcoin's hash rate is a, is an overarching sustainability metric, because we all know the price of everything goes where the price of Bitcoin goes. I'd say so far we're still pretty, pretty uh, attached to it. It's not decoupled as much as a lot of people would like. I don't think it ever will. I think it will. I'm betting that it will. I think there will be glimpses. Would you like to make a bet, sir? I'm not a bad man. I don't gamble. I'll play you at the video game you prefer. Uh, Bitch made. That's the bet we're making. Oh, no, (laughs) shit. I got a bet. I bet you a bottle of that uh, shit that I got you for your housewarming. You bought me a bottle of 12-year... Glenlivet. Yeah. I bet you a bottle of that. That the prices won't decouple from Bitcoin. Or, and I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a long, not a long. What's a good, Cello, you're mediating this. What should this bet be? Uh, I would say Soul Caliber Ring Outs. 
I don't, I don't Wait, think what? you were listening to us. I don't think you were listening. I think you were <laughs> certainly <laughs> All right. Uh, all um, right. There needs to be a metric to decouple. What does decoupling mean? Yeah, we need to define what does decoupling mean. Does that right. mean when Bitcoin's dominance is below a certain point? Or does that mean when their correlations are less than, let's say the correlation is uh, less than 0.25? What correlation? Price correlation. Of what? There's hundreds of crypto. Bitcoin and let's just choose one. All right. Let's choose one. Uh, and let's choose the most likely to decouple, and that's Ether. Okay. All right, so we're going to say when the price correlation between Bitcoin and Ether is less than 0.25, um, and it's less than 0.25 for more than three months. Because three months is a long time in crypto. By when? The, at that point, and th this has to happen within the next 18 months, so that gives you six opportunities to decouple. It's more than six, but okay. So No, is it? They overlap. The, Wait, so the three if the, if the Ethereum price. price was separated from Bitcoin, oh, yeah. it would still fall. Huh? Uh, if they if they don't if they don't correlate, the Bitcoin price could drop while Ethereum price in U.S. dollars rises. Yeah, I was, but I mean, if Coinbase I mean, adds tokens, isn't that are we heading in that direction? That's my argument. As his argument, but that's not decoupling. Decoupling means there's no correlation, not negative or positive. I'm talking no correlation. So like in between 0.25 and negative 0.25. Basically, you take the derivative of each one, and those should be about the same, if not opposite. But the rate at which they do these things should be about the same. So the price yeah. movement is the same speed, but not necessarily the same direction. That's what more of a correlation is. Oh, shit. I think more alts need fiat pairings. Well, that's that that's just too. a matter of time, I think. Yeah, when that starts happening, we'll get we're decoupling. But what, then you just you you're, you're just saying what I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm trying to win a fucking bet. You just so. lost the bet. You're, you've, you've yeah, by agreeing with the other person. <laughs> <laughs> you're bad at this. All right. No, no, no. We'll see. We we got. You guys are gonna. We got a pretty good solid I, idea so here. So many people hate on Bitcoin lately. It's just I'm not baffles hating me. Hating on Bitcoin. It's just not the only game in town anymore. And the and, it's and not. because we're so early, I've been saying this since the start. Like what we call cryptocurrency or blockchain or whatever the hell it's going to be in the next five years may not necessarily be called Bitcoin, Ethereum, or anything else. We can't I hate say that. Oh, well, you, you got to hate it all you want. That. It's the truth based on how these technologies work. We've got to have a vision of what we want things to be. Things can't be. That's See, we're we're treading into millennial territory. No. you got to say, this is going to be like this in five years. And then you go through the steps to make it that way. You don't just say like, oh, man, this shit could be called marshmallow token. Who knows what's going to happen? If nobody knows what's going to happen, then nothing's ever going to fucking happen. We need to start putting some stakes in the fucking ground, baby. Ether's going to be the virtual machine. It's going to be Ether, not some mystical D-Finimega-D-Finimega-Iota chain. Fuck that. It's going to be Ether. Here's Bitcoin's going to be gold. Here's where you're wrong. Those, te those technologies, the way they actually work, 
may not be able to scale to the way they need to scale to solve the problems they're trying to solve. The newer ones who are who are very drastically different in how they work and how they scale may be able to solve those problems, which means they'll take over the market cap because it's the same problem they're trying to solve. So if they do that better in the future in terms of economies of scale and how this technology works and grows, then they become the thing that solves that problem. They become the blockchain platform, decentralized computer, gold, whatever the hell you want to call it. Because we're so early, we don't know what's going to actually solve the problem. Bitcoin and Ethereum are very good examples of first tries at solving these problems. If they're capable of changing to grow, then they'll continue being the namesake that is that problem solver. If they don't and someone does a better job and people use it more than the other one, then they'll be the namesake of solving those problems. And to say that you know the answer to those two things is fucking arrogant. Well, you can call me arrogant Andy then because I'm tired. Like, we're not just because we're living in a post Facebook world doesn't mean we need to treat every fucking thing in the world like it could be a MySpace Facebook thing. It could be a uh, fucking something's going to come and make it a little bit better because they added a new button over their thing. No, like we're if we're building infrastructure and we're building a new internet, like we need to start putting stakes in the ground and say this is the direction we're gonna go this way. All right. If you want to make that way better, then make that way better. But we don't need another token. We don't need another project. We don't need another fucking different color, same shit. We need people to work on very specific growth trajectories and put stakes in the ground. This isn't Facebook. This isn't MySpace. Like, I'm tired of this shit. I don't care if you're like, tired about it. That doesn't matter. Okay, which which way is qu- is quantum computing going to work? In which direction is quantum computing going to go? Do you know that right now? Out of all the ways that people are trying to solve the quantum computing problem, which one's going to be the right one? Um, I don't know which one's going to be the right one. Of course you don't, because no one does. Scientist. No one knows, because no one's done it before. We don't know because we haven't done this before. So which but we way- are doing things, and we do know. But we're, we don't know how it's going to scale, Bitcoin, D. This is a new technology. You can't say how it's going to look in the future because no one's I'm done it. I'm not saying you can say it's how it's going to look. I'm saying in the future, we're trying to get here. Let's get there with this stuff that we already know how it works. Like anything else. That's a centralization of solving problems. Like there needs to be novel ways of doing things because this is a new technology. We don't know how it's going to work or how it's going to scale. We need to try different things and incentivize people to try different things. Otherwise we'll get stuck in a rut that may not work whatsoever. There may be a fundamental flaw in how some of these projects work that cannot get to where we need them to get to. Then we're stuck. There needs to be a way to find new things. From a strictly like buy-in of the public mass adoption standpoint without having to like do a bunch of Dr. Strange wizardry to get them to buy something or buy into something. You don't really get hearts and minds wins by saying, we don't really know what we're fucking we're doing. Well, I don't we're think that many people should a be bunch in of space right stuff. now. Huh? I think we're too early for people to be buying into this stuff that don't have a strong say in where it should be going. But I love your opinion, but that's, People are buying into this stuff, and, and they want to burned. at a rapid rate. And they're going to get burned if they're not smart about it. If they're doing it all willy-nilly and naive and not understanding what they're doing, they're going to get burned more than likely. So we'll get lucky.
This is a great discussion. I'm sad that we're running out of time. Well, we'll bring it up another day. It's not like we're not yeah. passionate about it. What do we need to call this debate? <laughs> You're right, though. We need it to is, give it a it's, a, it's a problem. I mean, it is a, it is a problem that we want mass adoption, but we're not to a point where people should be adopting it yet, in my opinion. But, but they are going so it's to like... because it's a it's a it's a money making opportunity. And maybe we haven't hit that crash and burn where a lot of this stuff fundamentally doesn't work and people lose their money. And then the whole media goes on a ramping shill saying blockchain's dead. It doesn't work. We haven't hit that. Well, we probably hit that a few times with Bitcoin. But as the space has grown exponentially, we haven't hit this next wave cycle where ICOs stop. We're completely failing and their price goes to garbage. Mm-hmm. Well, Tron's still up there, still in the top 10 for some unknown reason. Yeah, buddy. I'm looking at the top 10 right now, and that's it's 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 baffling. Cello, you're a GPP. Are you turned off by the fact that there's so much irresolute? Cello is not a GPP. He claims it. He's the one that claims it, not me. I didn't just call him that. I'm not trying to be derogatory. What's your question? I can't remember now. Are you uh, I think it was a. Uh, I I don't even know. Honestly, what do you think about the argument we just had? I tell uh, you, I didn't make fun of your mom, so we can't call it an argument. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a dog in that fight. You most definitely do have a dog in that fight. I feel like. As the host of the Bitcoin podcast, (laughs) I feel like your dog was in that fight and you didn't know that you registered your dog for that fight. It's about to get torn. It's about to get sassed. You guys had a debate. I'm not on either side of that debate. Just waiting for it to play out. Yeah. Hope that your picks are right. Oh, we didn't finish it. That's a great debate. That that debate needs a panel. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Hey, that's a show. Together. That's a show right there. The great debate. Well, let's you guys let's, pick a topic bring and it on debate there. on that. I'll bring I'll bring two people. You bring two people, and we'll fight each other. That's right. Fight each other with words. That is a show, but that involves a lot of logistics. I don't know if I'm ready to take that on. Do too many shows as it is. Speaking of which, let's wrap this shit up. Uh, unless you guys got something you want to add. No, I'm good. Uh, uh, so we do things. We got a new episode of It Ain't My Fault coming out sometime within the next three years. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying Just the Headers. Um, for the last episode of Just the Headers, if you were offended by the any of the five times I could have really offended you, um, don't listen to that show. Then I don't know what else to tell you. Um, what else do we do? Um. Corey's got hashing it out every Tuesday. Um, it has its own feed as well, so please seek it out on iTunes and subscribe. Um, it's on fire! Yep, everyone seems to be loving your show, Corey. How's that feel? Good. Like get to have the conversations, deeply technical conversations with people who are building things. Yeah, I think that uh, your show is very unique in this space. There's a lot of podcasts nowadays. We so. built it because we couldn't find it. That's basically the gist of it. There you go. Um, hope you guys are enjoying that. 
Um, Corey's working on a thing for just the headers, right? Yeah, I want to make a, I mean, it's basically a Reddit, but you know, it's a subreddit in, in, in the very sense of it. That people could sign up and then vote or submit headers they'd like, they think are important for the week. And the top rated mm-hmm. ones, D will end up actually talking about. Um, it's just a simple way for us to keep track of, and like a community curated headers. So our community can push forward the types of things that they're interested in and we can comment on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be a way for you guys to interact. A little web page you can go on. You'll see the headlines that are both populated and the ones that people submit. And you can like vote on the ones you want me to comment, me and Jesse Broke to comment on. And provide your own commentary as well. If you do provide your own commentary, then uh, we'll call you out on the show. We'll say like, hey, Little Miss Muffet 99 said that this about this article. Um, and Captain Jack Sparrow 37. Um, because if you don't say a number at the end of something, people don't know that you're making up a fake username. That is so. That is true. Um, what else did we do? Um, well, just to recap, uh, DJ's never-ending story is actually the cousin of one of the Far Side members. If you're not familiar with the Far Side, they were a pretty influential '90s hip hop group. So the latest crypto to infinity, he gets into the far side of things with a little crypto commentary. And then check out Hashing It Out with Madouche and creating a humanist blockchain feature episode 40. Doing a lot of things. And you know what? If you missed the Ethereum podcast, why don't you tweet Evan and say, hey, man, I missed your content. Maybe motivate him. Show him, show him some love. Yeah. So uh, we get some more episodes. Show Evan some love. There's lots happening in the ether world. People want to hear. Um, shit, what else do we do? You know, I might as well. Why not? So I was organizing uh, writers for the distributed post publication. Um, but no. If you listen to this and you want to write for the Bitcoin Podcast Network publication, let me know. Just DM me in the Slack and we'll work it out. And then... um. Yeah, I mean, if you want to write, you want to get some things off your chest, you can write for the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Make it happen. It'll be dope. Yeah. Slack uh, 500 members deep. Oh, yeah, we should be celebrating that. We should be eating cake today. I'm drinking scotch. Not right now. I'm going to eat a cake. I'm going to eat a piece of cake today. 500 members, like baby. Batman. I did sound like Batman, didn't I? I'm going to eat some cake. cake. I'm going to eat some cake today. All right. It's going to be great. All right. We're done here. Um, <laughs> That's Corey's had enough. Uh, I got a fighting game this weekend that I want. I got that Dragon Ball Z fighting game. I'm going to try and get good at it. So, anyways. Um, shit. That's it, guys. Um, thank you for tuning in to episode 200 a lot. Um, I, I really can't, don't, have, don't really have much else to say. Thanks for listening to all the things that we do. Uh, thank you for joining the Slack and like hanging out with us because it really like makes my day every day. Uh, shout out to you, Alan. We know you're not doing coke. You're just a very energetic guy. We like that. Um... <laughs> Who else? Oh, shout out to Portia. Congratulations on uh, going out for that grant. I hope you get it. Um... Yeah. That's it. 
You're so Blade. glad it's saying goodbye. Blade. I am, man. I don't like it. That Boyz II song breaks me down every time. It's so God damn it. There it is. All right. Play the outro. Play the outro.